I like to peek at Peter's right before the CIA comes and bails him out of paying for their crimes and protects him with American people taxes money and this is the fucking awesome new cool dark star rising podcast and show. Let's mutilate our children and or kill them before they are born. Let's innovate to zero carbon emitters. Let's make everyone who piss and kills all those who are poor. The just relocation centers. The just relocation centers. Some more diversity inclusion and equity. Progress is so good now. It's sad there is no more. Progress at all costs. Let's pro- progress for more. Welcome to the Dark Star Rising podcast and show. This is Bamga. Say hello. Hello, guys. And Jaga. Those are our nicknames. And today is another day where we look into different kinds of scams. I didn't want to do this one. Because I was like, ah, we already covered some of these scams, but there are more scams. And I ultimately got motivated by our theme song. So if you don't like that theme song, get used to it. Um, let's see here. What is... What is... Alright. Well, okay. Alright, so there's basically two kind of scams. I mean, obviously, there's probably way more than that kind of scams. My point is just, uh, I'm going to be focusing on two different kinds of scams. There's the, uh... Quick scam and the long scam. I mean, I don't know what else to call them, to be honest. Um, basically, the... Uh, the simple con man scam, you know, and the long scam. Now, the simple con man scam is basically you don't want to meet these people you're scamming ever again. You don't want them to know that you exist after their encounter. It's a one-hit shot, one-time scam. You want new email addresses, so on and so forth. And then the long scam, we're going to go into that. So there's this guy back in the age of time before who um, repeatedly sold the Brooklyn Bridge to tourists and the like, okay? So people would come and be like, oh, this is a cool bridge. And he's like, yeah, hey, man, I own the bridge. I've got a piece of paper, which is a license. I'm willing to sell the bridge to you and maybe get all the toll fees or something. Like, you get money from it somehow residually, maybe, because people drive through it. And you can own the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, for those of you who are unaware, the Brooklyn Bridge is probably owned by the state of New York so you can't really sell it and the state would of course not sell it here's this guy this is what he looks like George C. Parker or James O'Brien or Warden Kennedy he was a con artist con man con stands for confidence you have to have confidence to be this first type of scammer for sure and most most scammers have to have confidence to get to actually convince people to give them their money notably the Brooklyn Bridge and other national landmarks, usually to unwarily new arrived immigrants. So, tourists, I thought, but probably some tourists as well there. Um, so, newly arrived immigrants are like, I've got the money that I, t- yeah, you know, people always think of newly arrived immigrants as being super poor. But no, they had to have money to pay for the, the, 
the boat or the airplane. Or in many cases, nowadays, the people who can pay to get into the caravans to go up through the walls and whatever, you know, through the north, south, uh, they're actually quite pretty wealthy in their um, country, comparatively. And so, like, they'll fly over from Africa or some other country as wealthy people and then walk up the south Mexico border, right? And these people actually, maybe not by American standards, but by their own country standards, fairly wealthy. So he's like, hey... You got a $10 bill or, well, back then, maybe let's say, I'll sell the New York Bridge for $2. And that's like their entire life savings or something. Or maybe it's like a tenth of their life savings, you know. And, and, and they're all like, well, that would be cool. And you get you probably get to get some residuals from the Brooklyn Bridge. So he would sell the Brooklyn Bridge repeatedly to people, you know, different people. And give them like a, a piece of paper that said that they own the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, he ended up doing like 10 or more years in prison, which is kind of sad because this guy's a complete savage. I mean, yes, con men are horrible people, rah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy's a complete savage. I mean, if you're stupid enough to believe that an individual can sell you the entire bridge that everybody needs to use, and he's just going to walk up to you on the street, you're probably low-hanging fruit who needs to learn you know, not to be so gullible. I had, to, I learned how to not be so gullible over time period, and you got it too, basically. So that's what this, you know, the quick, short, short, uh, what do we call it? The Zappa scam. You know, the first scam. The second scam. Here's this guy, the man who sold the Brooklyn Bridge. Photo credit. Uh, Google. Uh, everyone has heard about the expression. If you believe that. I have a bridge in if you believe that I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you no I've not heard of that I don't think ever the point the what most people didn't know is that there was a man who sold the Brooklyn that's where it came from probably and um, so this is the this is the street scam you know this is the scam the email scam this is the scam that is like real quick get your money I am a Nigerian prince or I have all the money from a Nigerian prince just give me your bank account details and your login and I'll you know hold give you some to hold right and now we go into because I, I basically this is not the focus but this is pretty obvious what you can you can you can you can see these these are easy to catch most people who are objectively stupid don't fall for these and those who are really gullible usually learn over time that these things are in fact very obviously scams the one though that works for everyone just about is the long scam and that's what we're going to be focusing in on today because the long scam the long con as i call it is no joke okay the long con can fool entire institutions the long con can get people to say in the name of science give us your money the long con is the con that is quite and and this is and this is the two different techniques this is why i kind of almost like the scammers who get away i mean because of their you know, not like obviously they're, they're horrible you know it's just they're per, it's just like it takes a savage to have the confidence and to sell people hope and get away with it. It just sounds kind of cool. Obviously, 
I wouldn't fall this, for those kind of scams. And if I did, I'd probably be really mad. But the point is, you do have to punish them somehow. Otherwise, they keep scamming, right? So, scamming. But, like, you know, if you're going to, it's, common, it's almost like, you know, you deserve it if they're that stupid, you know. You know, maybe they need to learn a lesson. Still, you know, don't don't scam people short scam because um, it's 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 like in the world of just like survival, it makes sense. And it's it's like you know, well, if you get short scams, scam the short scammer back, right? And um, I'm gonna call it the hope scam because basically it's it's, it's strategy is scamming people based off of hope. So you want the Brooklyn Bridge? It can give you hope. I'll sell it to you. So you're basically this guy is selling hope. Be careful when people sell hope. The other thing, the interesting thing about the the long con is it's exactly the opposite. It's much longer. And instead of selling people hope, I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay? There's a story that I made up off the top of my head one day, which is basically historical. Um, there's a little village. Okay, a little village in this corner of this box here, this this place here. This this little village is called. I mean, it's really, it's really meaningless its name, but basically, it's a little village of wheat farmers, and and cow farmers, in ancient Mesopotamia. Okay, now there's this big city over here. We'll call it. And we're gonna make it up. Wait, wait, would you let me? We're yeah. So we're just gonna call it. Erstein. Yes, Erstein. You know, that's that's it's a city, the city of Erstein in Mesopotamia, right? And there's a mountain of Ugu, okay? And that is said that the mountain of Ugu is where the gods lived, right above it. And Erstein is a city, and there's barbarians over here that occasionally raid through the, you know, um, but anyways, this guy shows up one day at this friendly little village where, where they farm wheat and cows, whatever cows they had, you know, um, and maybe some goats, maybe instead of cows, but no, not goats, specifically wheat and cows. Um, this guy shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? And the villagers come out to meet this new foreigner, this alien, this guy from another land. I mean, they've seen people pass before from Erstein, but like, um... They try to stay away from outsiders. I mean, outsiders stay away from their village, and and so, but they're curious for sure. You know, they, they don't really like the inhabitants of Erstein, but they don't usually come by, and the barbarians don't come by very much, and still much. They basically just give them some wheat and cows, and the barbarians leave them alone. But the Erstein, this guy comes and he says, "The gods are coming! The gods are coming! The gods are coming! We're gonna die!" And they say, "Hey, hey, slow down there, son. I know we all speak." this ancient language with cuneiform for the writing in Mesopotamia and, and we understand what you're saying but slow down there hold on explain this to us in great detail so he sits down I need some food though I'm starving I've, I've traveled long far away from the mountain of the gods and the gods the gods are coming okay so they give him some bread because the reed farmers so that's what they have and they also have some meat and he's like ah this is terrible can you give me something better so they gave him some fresh cooked beef He's like, it's tough as shit. Okay. 
Now that I complain about your hospitality, I'll tell you. The guys are coming! Please, don't yell. Just tell us the story, what you say. Okay, I was just on the mountain, and I heard the god Pupilu talking to the goddess Fifi that they're going to invade. And and that the way that they, they do this is they're going to make the whole mountain explode off the top and fire and brimstone, lava and magna will come and destroy us all because we forgot them. Now these people, these villagers, are not the brightest. They're a little gullible. And they've heard of the gods before and that the gods were probably on Mount... What was the mountain called? Ugu, right. And so they were starting to get worried. He spread this throughout the whole village and eventually they're like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to stop the, everybody's, the elders and everybody's like, blah, 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 blah. And all the elders are like, we got to sacrifice something to the gods and... And one elder's like, no, no, this is this is a joke, guys. This guy's just a fucking scam artist. I mean, come on. And they just shoved that guy into the ditch because he was old and they just left him there. And then this guy here is like, yes, I must sacrifice to the gods. A sacrifice worthy of the gods not coming down. And they're like, okay, we've, we've got cows and we got wheat. Cows won't do. Your meat is tough and bleh. We, you can't sacrifice. You know what happened to the last guy who sacrificed vegetables to God? Or a God? Or whatever? Like, he got mad and killed his brother or something. Like, that's like, isn't that? No, no. We gotta sacrifice goat from the city. That's the only thing that's gonna appease the gods and save you. I mean, save us. Well, we don't have goat from the city. Right, right. Give me money and I'll go buy the goat, dumbasses. I mean, come on. I'm here to save you. It's an existential crisis. I'm here to save you. Okay. Well, we don't have any of the gold coins that the, the, the village uses. I mean, the city uses Erstein. All right. Well, uh, do you have something to trade for the gold coins in the city? Yes, we have wheat and cows. All right. So they loaded up a cart. And guess who, get, guess who got to ride on top of that cart? While the villagers, since they don't have any horses, pulled the cart. Yes, it was the guy from the mountain. So the guy from the mountain and the guys with the cart, they have this cart here. Let me just go over here. Shift. Uh, I don't have a middle button that works. Like, just really doesn't. There's a cart here. That's a cart. Okay, just shut up. It's a cart. That's what carts look like. Okay? And um, there's the weeds and the cows. You know? Moo. Moo. And, and they... they they have the villagers literally just pulling this shit, and uh, he's just riding in the back, and he's on top of the wheat, nice soft wheat, and the cows are behind him pooping, but he's not too worried because he gets to smack that ass. Um, and they go to Erstein, and Erstein, he's like, "Sup? What you here for, man? I'm the god of Erstein." Um, we're here to trade. Okay, come on in, man. But uh, guess what? Uh, no, we're trading's full today. Um, yeah. Give him some wheat. Well, we got this fresh baked bread. Yeah, I'm hungry, man. I'll take bread. I'm not a fucking elitist, right? So he takes the bread as the you know it's a it's a 
is what you call a bribe, right? And the, the, he lets him in, and you know. So they go in, and as soon as they get inside, he's like, "All right." The guy from the mountain says, "Hey, yes," and that's what he's going to be called for this entire time. The guy from the mountain. The guy from the mountain says, "Hey." The guy who has the price choice special goats that only the goats, the only goats that the gods will appreciate, the only goats, that guy is a schizophrenic, what's that, doesn't matter, and he won't, he will only see one person, okay, so I gotta go. But you guys gotta help me trans, transmorphicite this into gold coins. Over here we sell, so they sold it to the, the city traders, lots of taxes and stuff, but at the end of the day, that a whole bag of gold coins, three bags of gold coins, no less. He's like, all right, I will take this, and this will be just barely enough, probably. Maybe you'll have a little extra. I could tip some to the beggars, so the gods are not extra mad at you know. Uh, and, and I'll bring it back. Okay, I'll bring the extras back with the goat, and we'll be on our way. And that was like their entire harvest for the year, but never mind. It's it's better to have something to harvest and not be walking through lava to get to work right so so he goes and along the way okay he stops at this little place called a bank okay and this is actually his bank and he stands there looking at his banker and he's like what's up man i have three entire bags of gold coins to deposit in my personal checking account, please. It's Baker's like, yeah, you made a nice harvest this month. Um, and, yeah, but then his Baker's like, well, are you sure you, don't, you need a little extra for, like, you know, a sandwich or something? So he leaves three gold coins in his pocket. Three gold Bags full of gold, bags gold, gold, gold. All you get to keep the bags, bankery for your gold and um, stuff. And then he goes on his way. Now he passes by a banker and spits in his face. And then he spits on the banker's ass and slaps it. And then he keeps walking. And he finally gets over here to the um, what's it? There's a banker. All right, There's the beggar He's spitting on the beggar. Uh, to the the goats salesman and it's not the best gold salesman just a little heads up this guy's goats are like three seconds away from dying of starvation this guy's got the worst goats in the entire mesopotamian area this guy he's got some goats that are just shit and half of his goats have got diseases and like rat lice like they're horrible they're the worst goats ever but they only cost one gold each. So he gets one scrawny little, well, I mean, the, the, the goat that he got was, was like half a, a coin. And some of them are all over there up to three coins. But he got the one that was half. And was like, all right, I, I bite this in half. And then he saw a soldier and he was thinking, oh, no, that soldier is going to tax me or see what I'm doing. So he's just like, okay, take the whole gold coin. God darn it. And then he takes the goat. And he takes the goat. And that's how you draw somebody holding a stupid goat. Um, ah! And he walks back to the villagers, right? And then they put it in the cart and they carry him within the cart back to, to the village. Okay? So this is where they have the goat and the villagers and no harvest for the entire winter. There's a few months left. They might be able to make it. Um, but ultimately... 
Then he's like, all right, perform the ceremony. So they put the goat, which has already died. It's dead. It died. It died along the way. It was so scrawny, pathetic, and horrible. They put the goat on a rock in front of all the villagers. Yeah, yeah, come on and watch. Watch this. He gets a knife. Oh, I forgot to mention, on the way back, he had two gold coins left, remember? Because he only bought one. So, you know, on the way to the goat place, he bought a sandwich. Or maybe it was on, yeah, it was on the way, or the way back. And then the last gold coin he tipped to his banker. And so he had zero gold coins and said it cost all the gold coins for the um, goat. Mind you that he put up the majority of the coins in his bank account and then lied and said it cost all the gold coins to buy the goat, except for the one that he didn't tip to the bank. And he agreed, he was like, oh, there wasn't even enough to, to give to the beggar. The, he did give spit to the beggar, though. And he did buy himself a sandwich. He didn't tell them that. I'm just making sure that you're up to speed with me. Um, so they go. He goes, and he goes to this this place, and he sacrifices. He He's already dead, but he stabs the goat, pulls out the entrails, pulls out the entrails to the gods, and says, Cuts don't come. Please, this is a sacrifice. Do not erupt from the mountain. Do not kill all the villagers and myself and the city of Erstein. Please do not. Please spare us this one time. And guess what? The moral of the story. The gods did not come. The villagers survived for another year. Half of the villagers died because they didn't have any food for the winter, but they lived through and passed the genetic code through for another year. And guess what? Every two years from then on out until the guy who sacrifices goats, the guy from the mountain, died eventually, every two years he came back. And every two years... He saved them from the gods with a sacrifice that costed more and more each time. And then he grew old and died and passed on the uh, business, or I mean the saving of the villagers by the, from the gods to his grandchildren. And they continued it on. And this happened for generations until one somebody wasn't gullible. I mean... Was a, was a bigot and, and a climate denier. And this one climate denier bigot got the whole village to wake up and realize that they're being conned. And the moral moral of the story is after they realized that, and this is in ancient times, don't blame me, this is what they did. After that, the descendants of the, the guy from the mountain came again. They tried to pull this shit again. And they ended up killing his entire family, following him back to his nice house on the cottage by this, the river where his descendants live and killing all of them. They turned from being villagers into murderers, and they were never conned again. Um, this is an ancient con. This is the long con. This is one of the most ancient cons. Uh, the, the con of hope, I think, is a more newer con, but it's probably pretty dang old, too. But the con, the long con, the con of fear, is the most ancient, other than that con and maybe some others, but it's a very ancient con, and it's a very effective con, and there will always be new sheep to save. Okay? 
This is a con that is very successful if every few years you go and you tell some people who are very gullible and if it if they're not gullible anymore you just pivot it to new young people that the end of the world is coming it's an existential crisis and all you have to do is give your taxpayer money the government money the corporation money and all a whole bunch of other monies to you the guy to save you from the existential crisis otherwise in 10 years the end of the world will come the the, the water will flood and cover florida you know the water will come and flood everything else it's an existential crisis you are a bigot you are anti-science and this works for the majority of people on planet earth however some people who have a memory longer than two seconds have seen this pattern that's been going on for literally like 150 years maybe at least a hundred years since they started in the 1800s measuring things and um during that period let's go to canva okay because this is a good way to summarize it during that period this long con is very very successful okay because people die and then their children are just as fucking gullible as they were um and nobody learns the lesson okay and this is a general scam con okay but basically it's the type of con that you, you could I mean I don't know if this sounds familiar to you maybe it's something you've maybe you've seen cons like this before okay maybe there's ones that you're aware of maybe there isn't but um, the long con is very quite successful um, and there are many different ways it can manifest, but, you know, ultimately it's about you or the people who take your tax money. Or just you. Like, basically it's about giving money to somebody to save you from apocalypse. It's a fear scam. It's a long con. Okay? And it might be something kind of like in... 1979 there's a climate crisis okay did you know that in 1979 there was a climate crisis and in uh 1990 it wasn't good enough they hadn't fixed it yet so there was a climate crisis again and also in 2000 there was a climate crisis give or take 2010 there was a climate crisis 2019 there was a climate crisis 2020 we all know that climate crisis the there's a climate crisis coming in 2030 there's another one scheduled for 2040 maybe 2050 okay every single time not dozens trillions of US dollars worth of wealth are taken from taxpayers around the world trillions and given willy-nilly by corporations some of them get some of that back and the money goes where well it goes into the industry because this is in fact over the course of the last decade only a 20 I mean of course it's been going longer but I mean the number is from just 10 years of this running 
$22 trillion fear scam industry. And that's like to every, every year worldwide, the world sacrifices $2 trillion to, per, to perpetuate this long con. Claiming that anyone who realizes it's a con is anti-science or a climate denier or, you know, a bigot or white supremacist, whatever they feel like at the time. And yet, have any of their predictions come true? The short answer is no. All of the predictions were false. Okay? So if you're running this con for a hundred years, it's been going for a hundred years, and eventually some people start wisening up and passing on the history of the con, those people, how you get rid of them to continue on the con? Well, you just call them science deniers, and since you own the media, it works. You own the politicians, it works. So, how, I mean, like, when have they gotten it right? Never. They've never gotten it right. But this is the long con. And it's not just the $22 trillion climate change, global warming, fear, scam industry about a monolithic environment that doesn't exist, that is only controlled by a single thing, carbon dioxide, and that single thing is your fault and you've got to pay to do, reduce your carbon footprint, okay? Or in the words of Mr. Yates, innovate your ass to zero. Okay? That's what part of the theme song. Uh, he was talking about innovating human beings uh, to zero. Uh, I've, covered, I've covered this in, in, in one of my earlier episodes. Go check it out. I think it was uh, the second, first or second episode having to do with innovation or having to do with, uh, I forget, but um, what's a better scam? You know, the hope scam is quick money, but boy, it, is, it does not produce trillions of dollars. Okay. And where, what, what, so how does that work? Well, basically how it works is there's a lot of industries based upon this long con and a lot of people who actually, you know, have a job and they, they do make some money out of that, um, building like windmills and, um, uh, you know, the Chinese, uh, fact manufactured, uh, power, uh, light power. What's it called? Yeah. Th those pa solar panels, right. That break down uh, like in less than 10 years, they're pieces of shit. And then they don't bio biodegrade. They're just trash. Those things, the windmills that kill millions of birds every year, those things, inferior power sources, but they make people feel good and they end up costing more and actually even, strangely enough, electric cars make people feel good, but electric cars specifically actually burn more fossil fuels in the creation and in the creation of the power to charge them. So it's all about consistency or honesty or even negating carbon emissions or fossil fuel emissions. It's not about anything about that. It's about money. Quite clearly, it's about trillions of dollars. Okay, and you can see this with some of the greatest kingpins of this scam. Now, the money doesn't come back to you, the taxpayer who paid for it. It doesn't come back 
to like the smaller corporations who are not involved in it. So it's it's it is an effective business because the money goes from you and these corporations and these governments that print it. If you're watching this, feel free to like, share, subscribe, and check out other videos. And if you're listening to this, go ahead and give it a five-star rating right now. Unless you hate it, then give it a 5.5-star rating. Thank you. This is the Dark Star Rising podcast and show. And it goes into the industry. And some of it, yes, goes to the people who build the windmills and stuff. That, and the China who builds the, you know, the solar panels. But the majority of it goes up, 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 up to the top of the scam. So that the politicians can be paid off. So that the, the scientists, the, the educators who promote it in universities, the ones at the top can be paid. And that's all you need to monetize is the top less than 1% like 0.088% or something, 0.088%. Because after they get the whole institutions, for the most part, these Marxist institutions, they will teach all the young scientists that it's absolutely happening and how dare you question it and they can be monetized for free. In other words, the top one per, less than 1%, like fraction of 1%, 0.0 or something, the top of the pyramid is all. The top 0.00 whatever percent is all that needs to be paid. You know, of course, there's some, okay, there's some down below that need to be paid who build the things, but they can just be paid a normal wage. So the majority can go to the top of the pyramid scheme. Okay? Because these people are the ones who create the culture and the rules and the science bullshit in the education where it's just assumed to be true and so people are indoctrinated just like they were indoctrinated with Marxism, postmodernism, and other nonsensical and objectively false things over the course of the last 150 years, mind you. They can also be indoctrinated with this long con and then propagate it and they don't need to get much money out of it. Just the smart ones who figured out it's a, it's, it's a long con and who want a slight piece of the slice and if they're really smart they can use that con to become the richest hypothetical persons in the world now there's two kinds of wealth we're focusing on there is actual profit actual physical actual digital wealth as in you made a profit, your company made a profit of a hundred billion dollars. Your company has a hundred billion dollars in the bank, or you have a hundred billion dollar house, houses, assets, you have actual hundred billion dollars. And then there's perceived market value. Perceived market value is let's say you create this company called Canva. Like Canva, the woman lady who owns it and her husband are worth like fifteen to sixteen billion dollars together because they created Canva. Canva has never made $15 billion of profit. It probably hasn't in its entire lifetime, although it supposedly makes a billion dollars of profit every year. I find that very suspect. However, it's perceived market value. Just like Theranos had a perceived market value of like $10 billion, half was the lady who owned it, $5 billion, and then when it was found to be some kind of a fraud, maybe not a complete fraud, but uh, some kind of a fraud, and the establishment turned on it. Her value and the value of the company both went down to zero. 
So it's not real value. It's not actual gold in your dug in the ground you hid somewhere. Not crypto that you have the key tattooed on the inside of your, your throat or something. You know, not actual wealth, but perceived market value. And another person who has perceived market value as one of the richest, if not the richest currently, person on planet Earth, Elon Musk, $288 billion or something. Let's look at this. Elon net worth is based almost entirely off of perceived market value. In other words, all the different companies he owns, which are uh, Tesla, not PayPal anymore, one legitimate one he sold um tesla and all this other uh boring all this other 250 billion elon musk's salary zero dollars okay uh his income is zero dollars his net worth is 250 billion dollars and this is perceived market value of his companies and his pr proportional ownership in the companies same height as me six foot two 1.88 meters just roughly speaking okay and look at all his keywords more boy there's so many different ways to 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 spell con man these days okay all right now you're probably thinking that most people are fanboys of musk okay i like his personality and his memes but i'm able to see through the confidence okay what what you see here okay sold his first company zip2 in 1990 for 3 million but it was in fact 340 million probably in stock of their company or in some company stock they don't usually just hand people millions of dollars and then he got made x.com x.com turned to paypal sold to ebay 2012 for 1.5 billion okay now even if they paid all this up front in cash he's got like two billion dollars of real money but then using those billions of dollars, he created SpaceX, Tesla, The Boring Company, and some ones I'm forgetting, okay? Uh, he own, And he sells out shares to like the Arabs and stuff, so he owns 48% of te te uh, SpaceX, and SpaceX um, value is roughly $100 billion. Net worth, Tesla's value is probably 50-something, maybe more than that. Um, and his net worth increased $142 billion in a single year. Guess which year that was? 2020. Okay. Obviously, if you have real money, physical money, you don't get $142 billion in one year. This is perceived market value. Okay. He doesn't get it. He does. He has no salary. Okay. He pays a lot in taxes, but that doesn't matter because his perceived market value is two hundred and fifty billion dollars. So if he wants to sell some stock, he can buy himself a candy bar. Okay. He sold the six homes in L.A. so that the lefties on lefties would love him because he's acting like, oh, I'm a homeless person. I'm not an evil billionaire. And he sends lots of memes like about the the. Um, the trucks, you know, the truckers and stuff, so that the rights love him. He gave a billion dollars into what he admitted was essentially a scam, the UN, uh, because the left wanted him to, 
on Twitter, right, even after he called them out funding rapers, um, after the, he called out the UN for funding rapers, he gave the UN a billion dollars so that the left would love him, and he's always doing things so the right will love him. He's the elite or the billionaire who wants to be loved and has plenty of money to sacrifices. All the money, by the way, after that initial $2 billion, if, if that wasn't also, is, however, based on perceived market value. This is how most people who are billionaires are billionaires. Not real money, perceived market value. So if their companies go down, their perceived market value goes down. If their companies go up, just like Theranos, their perceived monk, uh, market cap, their value goes up. Okay, so... Alright, now the thing you understand about this guy is every single, and a lot of his perceived market value is derived from electronic cars, which is considered green renewable, which is false. Electronic cars, just like windmills and all these other technologies, are neither green nor renewable. But, as it is marked the okay way to get electricity, even though it's even worse, when it comes to greenhouse gases, or better if you like greenhouse gases, that's a whole other topic I've explored in other episodes. It's basically nonsense and incapoopery. It just bases is basically the the government's like, well, we want to drill oil in. We want the Arabians to drill oil for us because that's part of the whole United States blood oil war-backed currency system that we have this global empire okay if we drill it in alaska texas and other places in the united states fracking this is why they cut down the shut down the cutter stone pipeline um if we drill in america that would be good for american citizens but it wouldn't be good for us we make more money the elites make more money when it's an international global market okay there's a lot of ways this shakes out but ultimately what you have is okay so we we give money to pakistan we give money to egypt printed from the futures of american citizens so that we can continually pad the pockets of the the corrupt biz, uh, companies businesses and and, and, and go, uh, governors and, and politicians of those regions we also have deals with saudi arabia for oil and we literally give terrorists hundreds of billions of dollars of weaponry why because we're an empire we take care of our enemies in the same way we take care of our allies because our allies and us need to fight our enemies in the future and they need weapons to do that to perpetuate the military industrial complex so on and so forth and we need to continue on the long con so we can keep printing money keep making ourselves super wealthy people like um Nancy, okay, have made so much fucking money from her husband's uh, insider trading that she's probably objectively the most corrupt as far as insider trading, corruption, um, politicians to ever exist in the past 10,000 years of human history. Gotten the most money from inside trading and corruption, okay? And this is just one great example of the Democratic Party. The left and the right, the rhinos and the dinos have us all up the fucking wazoo. The billionaires own their fucking souls, okay? And so when you have 
this scam running, basically, it ensures that the people in America, specifically, get poorer and poorer and more and more reliant on foreign energy, and the elites who control them get richer and richer. Okay, so climate change, climate science, by the way, there is no climate science. There is no genre of, cli of science that is, in fact, climate studies. There are, there's, there's studying ice, there's, there's uh, studying the ground, there's studying the air, there's, there's studying the trees, studying organic life, and studying so many different things, but none of those things are climate science. Okay, climate science, climate change, global warming, Environment, environmentalism, they're all made up terms to hide the scam. Okay, and of course the nincompoops at Seek will say, It just better s serves the, the definition of the name. And so they're nincompoops, they probably even believe that. But it was actually more accurate when it was global warming, because it was about the warming of the entire planet. However, climate is even more vague and so saying it's about climate change means, okay, now it's about anything we want it to be, which is an even better cover for the scam. And climate is supposed to be weather and temperature. However, it's a little bit easier to make a generalization of the entire planet's temperature. So you can see on average whether it got warmer this year or colder on average of the entire fucking planet, mind you, which is not science. It's a little bit more reasonable to do that than to average both the temperature and the weather, which is climate. So as you can see, this is even a better umbrella term for the scam. Okay, because now they can say, well, also it includes natural weather patterns that increase the weather's and temperatures and climates of, of and, and of, of the environments you know no environments there are no environments there are ecosystems there are weather patterns there are weather systems there are uh, biospheres and there's billions if not quadrillions of these things that are all interconnected okay and this creates the planet earth if you if you if the word that you're using is just literally a complete copy pasta synonym of planet Earth, you might as well just use the word planet Earth, okay? You know, because they're they use this term environment to mean everything outside of your house, everything inside of your house, and everything else. Just call it what it is, fucker, planet Earth, okay? But when you average weather and temperature for an entire planet. You're doing a big disservice, and you're not doing science because there's so many complicated systems in there, and it does change. You know, they still don't know why or how, but it has to do with the cycles of ice ages and the cycles of the solar system, and it has to do with all the other cycles. There's tons of cycles that come in, and the density of carbon dioxide, the density of methane, and actual greenhouse gases like methane and water vapor goes up and down. However, objectively, there's probably much thicker points in time and thus much hotter points in time with also, quite interestingly, when the carbon emissions, not so much, but when the greenhouse gases, the actual greenhouse gases, when they go up in the past, when they were up, it was hotter and there was more life of all kinds. In other words, there was more tree life and because of trees eating your face poop and then pooping out their own face poop and you breathing that face poop back in 
there was more organic life as well, bigger insects, bigger creatures, dinosaurs, and so on and so forth. Okay, so actually, over the course of like supposedly billions of years, or at least hundreds of millions, Earth has lost a lot of its atmosphere and has thinner atmosphere, and eventually it'll become like Mars, hypothetically, and have no atmosphere and no life. Except for hiding in some cracks somewhere, breathing in the last little drops of air. Because most life needs oxygen. Except for plants, they need carbon dioxygen. Wow. It's like high school science doesn't just suddenly become obsolete because someone's screaming at you that there's a climate crisis. And the reality is, in the past, it was more hospitable for life. Period. In the past, there was bigger life, more life, more vibrant life, more trees. In the ancient past, there was more atmosphere, and it's like you have 10, and now you have 2. What happened in between? Okay, Eight atmospheres escaped into space. The only thing that stops that from happening is, in fact, those evil methane and water vapor greenhouse gases. They pad the atmosphere and keep from escaping from space to slowing down the process of Earth turning into Mars. So actually, greenhouse gases are good for life, just like carbon is good for life because it's good for plants. And then carbon dioxide. And then the oxygen that the plants spit out, because they separate, is good for you. It's all, it just works. There's no climate crisis. There's no existential threat. Except for these fucking con men, these fucking scammers doing the long con. And no one has profited more, I do believe, from the 22 trillion fear scam industry than Elon Musk. Okay? Like I said, in the 2020 apocalypse year, $142 billion of income, not income, sorry, perceived net value increase. And that's just the, the tip of the spear. Okay? Tesla has received, just like every energy company that pretends to be green, you know, and goes electric or whatever, has perceived taxpayer money, subsidies, okay? And, yeah, I mean, what else did you say about then, about that? It's like, free money. Build windmills. Build build electric cars. Build, build all these things that are more trashy, meaning that they, you know, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, I think it's more of a bad thing, but these things aren't particularly biodegradable. Now, oil is a bit of a toxin that was in the earth, and so when you frack it, you're actually detoxifying the earth. That's true. But it probably wasn't doing all that much harm in there in the first place, but at least you're detoxifying the earth. However, plastic is also made from that same toxin. Plastic is essentially an oil in a way because it's created with oil. And so you have plastic, a hard form of this toxin, and so what you're doing when you're creating plastic cars, even gas-powered cars, because they're mostly plastic at this point, plastic cars, aluminum cars, what you're doing is you're creating, you're taking the oil and electric cars and their electric plastic batteries and the plastic windmills, you know, even if you have steel, which also doesn't biodegrade, you're taking the oil and turning it into a hard form plastic that's even less biodegradable or just the same amount of biodegradability 
but it's it's hard now and you can't burn it and then it sits around and becomes trash okay so it's worse for the planet earth as far as trash is concerned however using the oil whether you burn it for power or you burn it for power to charge electric vehicles or you burn it to build plastic cars that also burn it to power in the cars or you burn it to create plastic cars and then burn it to power those plastic cars who are electric vehicles however you slice it there's always carbon emissions the cows keep pooping out methane and the nuclear factories keep pooping out water vapor so you still have plenty of plants getting carbon I mean, you're excelling carbon now, so that also gives plants carbon. And you'll still have, like, actual greenhouse gases, water vapor, methane, and others coming out and going into the atmosphere. With or without electric vehicles, okay? Maybe a little bit more with electric vehicles, but they're not, they're not being honest in telling you that. And they're not trying to save us from the Mars paradox, you know, ending up like Mars because we don't have enough atmosphere. They're not trying to save us from that. They're just trying to make money. You know, if they were trying to save us from that, they'd just be honest and say, we, we need your money because we need to create more carbon emissions, more methane emissions, more meat, more eat more meat. So you, the, cow, the cows poop out more and fart more. And we need more nuclear power plants so that there's more water vapor. And we, we, we might as well have more carbon dioxide at the time so green plants can grow and and it has been, it is greener now than it has been for the most part objectively in the last like 10,000 years okay at least in the last few hundreds of years it's greener now than it was then because of more carbon dioxide not not all human beings fall in, in fact according to their own carbon alarmist data supposedly 0.0003% of the density of carbon dioxide increase or whatever is is due to mankind and the rest is you know the 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 99.99 you know like is 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 due to natural things but if you if you if they were being honest they'd be like no we need to eat more meat we need to have more power plants that are nuclear we need to have we need to have more pooping farting cows we might as well make more carbon emissions too because that feeds the plants and if you have more plants you have you have more greenhouse effect because the plants are part of that the the plants grow better in a greenhouse effect. You know, if you ever read the Bible and actually believed in it, you would have been prepared for this long con at the beginning of your life, if you read it at the beginning of your life. Because in the Bible, it talked about how in the past there were giant insects, it was a garden world, and there was a lot of greenhouse gases. They don't necessarily use the term greenhouse gases, but they do in their own way. They're talking about this lush environment with thick atmosphere. The insects could fly and grow huge like the size of human beings or fucking pterodactyls which also supposedly were flying in the the air thick giant beasts in the air because of thick atmosphere now you got thin atmosphere eventually you have no atmosphere that is the reality but they're not telling you the truth they're not getting you psyched up for the future that could be great they're they're selling you a fear scam it's the long con they're not selling you hope, they're selling you fear. And so they have to keep up the peddling of the, oh no, it's an apocalypse. And their minions 
who are own minds of the establishment, own minds of usually leftist, indoctrinated Marxist postmodern theory, but not specific, not exclusively that, but basically it, it itself, this long con, manifests as a religion or an ideology in the minds of human beings and functions exactly as a religion. And so when you try to tell people the truth, that it's a long con, they just react instantly the same way they would react if you were about to assault them with an assault rifle. An actual assault rifle straight out of a video game. You know, not an Armalite rifle or a real rifle, but a rifle that doesn't even exist, something out of their imagination. Or let's just say you get a real weapon from the military that's like a Gatling gun from Fallout 4, you know, like you get something like that. They'll react metaphysically in their mind the same way as they would react to a physical attack because yeah, I mean, this is something that uh, some like neuroscientists actually did a, a, a study on a, experiment when people they have the same like flight or flight response or the same like reaction when you challenge their religion or their ideology um, in the same way as if you were to ch challenge them physically they would have the either the fight or the run away and I've experienced this talking to people who are in fact religiously part of the long con okay they believe in the climate crisis it is their religion they have several religions okay wokeism is a religion that oftentimes many of them share which has many religions inside of it really intersexualism is its own or you could just look at it as a polytheistic religion and say intersexualism is a god you have feminism is a god and and all these other false gods and also in that same religion wokeism is the god of the impending doom the climate crisis the existential threat the climate change the science denier the the god of fear okay and this god of fear owns their minds and so when you want when you try to convince someone of this scam this long con when you try to show them the truth they will simply react in a predetermined, pre-programmed way in defense of their ideology. They will run away claiming they have the victory or they will react like you're the worst and, and they will just find whatever. They're often given lines and by, the, by their, their own minds, their elites, their, their masters. And... And they'll just use those lines, those regurgitated things from the main, with the corporate news, mainstream media, or, or if it's a if it's a right winger that the, they give them the lines too. Anyone who's part of this long con, even if they're not being paid for being part of it, even if they're not propagating it in their minds, even if they don't realize it's a con, they will have lines, words, phrases memorized because this is part of the indoctrination into the scam. It's a cult. Sure, but it's also a long con. And so the people will regurgitate just fake fake facts and things that aren't real and use things like those tons of like uh, graphs that are just turned upside down or two studies melted together. It's, it's a bunch of non-science basically that is used to support this long con. But so the only thing you can really do to help these type of people out is just simply to tell the truth do not budge do not give in to their whims so like if you go out of your way to accommodate their insanity 
that's a disservice to yourself, your own family, your own life, and also a disservice to them. You've got to be the one with your feet on the ground telling the truth always and just being all like, yeah, but I'm not I'm not going to vote that way or I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give you my money. It's like, for fuck's sake, you don't realize you're in a scam, but you are in a scam and maybe someday you'll wake up and thank me. Probably not because of human arrogance. Human arrogance is, is basically no one will ever admit that they were wrong and and only strangers can convince you. And that's the way it works because if they know you personally, you can never convince them. You can never convert them. You can never wake them up. Never. It's always a stranger. And I think the best way to explain this is, I think what Jesus said was, was, a, was a, a prophet will never be respected in his hometown. And it's basically human beings have such an arrogance that the people they know, I could never learn anything from my friends or my family. Oh, but this guy's making some sense and lines this random guy on this podcast or this video or some forum, you know. Um, because that way you're finding it on your own and it can be your thing as opposed to be somebody else's that you know putting it into your brain. And so you've got to, obviously if you give them something to watch or something to listen to and if you're telling them it, it'll help convince them, then they won't do it. Okay. And if you give them stuff and they just, they like, they don't like to the stuff that you give them, they'll, they'll just turn your, your input off. Like I used to give emails and stuff to people to try try to wake people up and videos and movies podcasts and so much more and surveys and, and facts and truth and it didn't take very long for people to just be like all right turn off that one because um one of those inputs one of those videos may be offended or maybe one of those videos was just confronting that demon in their mind the god the false god that they believed in they worshiped and so no turn that whole faucet off so instead of being you know, all like, hey, you know, and you know, titles are always horrible and ruin it right off the bat. So they'll see the title that is meant for them, for you, right? And, and not for them. And that will ruin the whole thing. And people are lazy and they probably won't want to watch the videos you share them anyways. So the best thing to do is like share this podcast, but don't do it in a political or ideological way. Other podcasts too. And it might not work. Because like I said, you only got really one chance, maybe a few chances, before they turn off your entire, all your, your all your suggestions, right? But if you do it in a way that's apolitical and the thumbnail isn't like, you know, they might start listening, but as soon as they hear something that contradicts their gods, they will turn it off. Okay? Because you shared it to them. They know you. That's the problem. If a rando has it on his website and they find that website and they find that person of their own accord and they already like that rando, they are open to it. Now, some people might, and it's, it's still worth sharing, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to shoot myself in my face, okay? It's still worth sharing podcasts and videos to people who are open, okay? Some people might actually be willing. But generally speaking, how that works is people whose mindsets are already that way if their mindsets are already open to the knowledge of the long con, then they're going to accept the, the data better. You know, If their minds are already closed, we have to be more sneaky and more soft and more gentle and, and show clips or just not show anything and just hope that they'll find it on their own because people will react. So share this with other people you might think are similar-minded 
or other people who are aware of the con or other people who are willing to admit that there are cons don't share this with people I suppose who are screeching feminists I mean like you can if you want but you're not gonna have much success doing that share it with people who can wake up don't share it with people who can never wake up is basically what I'm saying um, but basically there's so much so much deeper this con goes so far and so deep it it it, it just like the Marxist indoctrination of the past 200 years you know the Hegel the Hegel ideology that spawned into Marxism and then from there evolved into postmodernism and all of it is now colloquially called woke just like that this is a significant part of the same for infrastructure because it's like a, it's like a barnacle that grows on the side of wokeism it is it is very left wing it's very lefty righty when it comes I mean there's plenty of people on the right who are part of the scam Elon Musk pretends to be on the right and on the left simultaneously and he's the biggest proponent of the scam that has ever existed and you've got so many more people right who even on the the right right who believe in this scam okay so it's not specifically just on the left it's not specifically just a woke scam but people who are very susceptible to a cult and to the cult of wokeism will typically latch on to this scam real quick and veganism itself is just another religion not a diet there's like two people maybe who use it as a diet everybody else is just well, I didn't eat vegan today, but I am a vegan. You know, like the religion of veganism that cows are killing the environment or the animals have faces so we can't eat them. Well, plants are alive. You fucking murderer! You murder plants every day and I'm being serious. You're fucking income poop. What's more valuable about plant life than cow life? What is more valuable about cow life than plant? They're just... Animals. Plants are animals too. Plants dance. They do. They dance to music. Look it up. Plants grow differently. They talk back. They communicate with each other in subtle ways. And you can talk to them. And if you do, and you give them oxygen, carbon dioxide, I mean, they grow better. Plants are as legitimate form of life as insects, in my opinion. And insects are pretty close to freaking mammals. And you, you're complaining about mammals being eaten. Like... You fucking murder plants. You decapitate and mutilate plants so that you can survive. There's no reality in which organic human beings, at like this date and period, like organic human beings, don't have to consume other organic human beings or other organic creatures to survive. There has to be death for the life. And yes, you could maybe grow it artificially and, and get microbiological creatures to be consumed but these microbiological creatures are still alive even if you clone the cows which by the way we were all eating cloned beef if you didn't know that look that up it's, it's true we are all eating cloned beef at some point in time or other well well let's say they create the artificial meat that everybody wants and tastes just like meat but it's not and it's unhealthy because it's not fucking meat and it's just soy crap soy by the way is a natural estrogen so if you have a penis understand that the, the, the term soy by beta cuck is actually true. It's actually literal. <laughs> um, soy is an estrogen. Plastic is an estrogen. Uh, if you drink a lot of bottled water, 
which I sadly do. My body's consuming all this plastic estrogen and just a little bit, but plenty of it adds up. Thankfully, I don't microwave with plastic containers anymore because once again, plastic's an estrogen and soy's an estrogen. And I don't eat soy. I stay the fuck away from soy. Okay, because I'm already one third of the way becoming a soy boy beta cut. Okay, so like if I eat microwave plastic food and also eat soy, I'm just going to be like, cut off my dick. And I don't want, I don't want that. You know, I have a male body, so I want to continue on functioning with that male body naturally and organically. And so when you eat these fake um, meats, you're still consuming something and required to kill something. Somebody had to kill something for you. It's, it's, it's just another form of life. And plants are just as valuable, just as good, and just as beautiful life as any organic um, animal would be. And I think that sums it up pretty well. It's like, it's like a, well, what was the, the fake meat that it's like kale is from the ocean. Okay, so let's say the culture, microbiology, fucking uh, parasites, you know, those germs, whatever they're called, you know, the, the tiny little microbiological uh, creatures, right, that are um, germs, uh, what are they called? Bacteria. Okay. Well, that's alive still. So even if you grow your, your, your burger out of a bacteria cell, there's still creatures. All, 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 all organic matter, and if it's dead organic matter, it's usually not that good. It's like we find a mammoth. Try to eat it. Good luck. You know, it's like, for the most part, you always have to consume something, and it's, it's going to have to either be mutilated or killed for your consumption. Okay. And so the reality is veganism is another postmodern religion, okay? And it, it's not as much a con, but just kind of more of a religion that supports the long con called climate change. And I hope, I, 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 I don't have a lot of um, fucking time right now. We're wrapping this up. Do your own research. And for those of you who are triggered by that phrase because you're used to hearing it or something or because you're stupid. Human beings, individuals, regular people can be their own experts. Now, no human being can be an expert on everything. However, what do you think an expert is? It's just someone who cares enough to look at all the data that they can find and figure out the truth for themselves. However, we have a problem with our current experts, the establishment experts, these woke postmodern nincompoops who propagate scams and they profit from these scams. And we've gotten to the point where many of us don't trust them anymore because they profited off of the same scam in 2020 that Elon Musk did, got $142 billion, Kofefe. Okay, so that's a whole nother video. But I have to wrap this up, and I thank you for spending some time with you. If you disagree with me, let me know at rumble.com slash darkstarrising, where I have the podcast. Uh, I'm still promoting my books. Go over lulu.com slash search and check out that book called Big Mr. T. Also on payhip.com slash stickaverse. That's payhip.com slash stick. A verse, one word. 
And that's where the uh, digital is. Um, if you like this show, the podcast, but you disagree with me, that's great. Because um, you can send a comment to the Rumble or check out minds.com slash official. That's underscore in between the two words. Uh, that's the social that I post on. Also, Jarv News Official underscores. Um, and I have a website which will be linked here to this podcast or video. There is so much wealth of information. If you are willing to do your own research, I believe that you will find the truth. And that's all we have time for. Thanks for checking out the Dark Star Rising podcast and show. We are on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, and we have special episodes for exclusive members. If you go to redcircle.com, the link will be in the description. You can sign up for a membership, which is $4 a week or $8 a month or $58 a year. And then there's special episodes, which are like short usually, but there's just like several in a, in, a, in a week. And each one is like special and different. And sometimes it's just something I made on somewhere else and I put into audio format. It's something cool, like a trailer or something. So special, a game. I do some game playing sometimes and I, and, and I have them on audio in the red circle. And basically, you know, maybe I have a few ads in here, but I'm basically self-funded and... If you want to help us out, help this podcast, there's the website. You can go to Rumble where I have some donations. Or you could buy that subscription on Red Circle. Uh, I might do some live on Rumble someday. But for now, thanks for checking out the Dark Star Rising podcast and show. Have a good day and don't be fooled.